0: Dr. Dante Vaughn, welcome to the conversation today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Today, we're going to talk about reassessing your organizational values at work. Values congruence, work job fit, work organization fit, uh, all of these um, pieces are super important to having successful teams, successful leaders, and successful organizations, and it all rests on values. Uh, and really understanding those first and foremost. So that's what we're going to explore and try to unpack together today. As we get started, I just wanted to briefly introduce Dr. Dante Vaughn. He is the founder and president of Lightpoint Advisors, and I know just recently has gone through some transitions professionally. Maybe you can uh, share a little bit more about that with us and give us a little bit more background and personal context.
1: Sure. So uh, i recently transitioned from the role of chief executive officer for a company called culture works which was dedicated to helping organizations navigate what we call cultural performance management you know how their organizations uh, mobilize their leaders around their engagement their interaction their decision making and it was born out of uh, my partners and our vision as it related to uh, operationalizing how organizations actually um, seek to define, implement, you know, manage, and ultimately improve company culture. When I say company culture, leadership culture, right? So, CultureWorks uh, had a lot of success in that work, and and luckily was acquired. So, um, I, I was able to then take the success and kind of um, spin off Lightpoint Advisors as a hyper-focused. Uh, consultancy still in the areas of workforce management, mm-hmm. but also leaning more heavily into I/O psychology and organizational mm-hmm. development. Some of the things that are niche to my expertise and and what I do. Um, so I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, excellent. Thank you for that background. And let's just dive on in. You know, you do an, an important work, and I really like the focus on better understanding values um, as a foundational. Piece, because I mean, when we think about successful organizations, successful uh, teams, and successful leaders, it's all built on trust in relationships, and trust and relationships are built on shared values. Um, and you know, so we talk about trust all the time, um, but if you, it's it's hard to develop trust and meaningful reciprocal relationships and meaningful relationships unless you have a clear, you know, a real clarity around values, and so understanding what those are and being able to assess them and even reassess them is is vital that's not a skill set most people have um whether it's just like the the grind of the day to day and people running around like crazy trying to do every last little thing that you know is on their plate um or maybe just you haven't really built or exercised that self-reflective muscle or <laughs> whatever the case may be, there's a, a variety of reasons why this doesn't often happen. And so then you find a lot of really well-meaning, well-intentioned individuals seemingly beating their head up against the wall day in and day out, not because you know they're up against other nefarious bad people, but because you have a bunch of really well-intentioned, well-meaning people all working at odds instead of working collaboratively and congruently towards the same ends because they don't even know what those ends are. Um, Maybe start to frame up for us like how you can start to approach this when you're dealing with teams in that kind of a situation.
1: John, what we find is organizations have to first start with recognizing core values for that organization is foundational to their capacity to fulfill their purpose their vision, their mission as an organization. It's not just the marketing exercise. It should not just be window dressing. Your core yeah. values become the framework by which everyone engages and interacts and makes decisions in the business every day. You have to start there because if you don't place that level of importance around your core values, then it's going to be difficult to do what what I share next, which is how do you start to be intentional and in ensuring that those values are actionable, and then driving accountability around those core values. It's nice to say that these core values are important to us and we believe in in, transparency or we believe in inclusion or we believe in these things. It's another thing to actually build a system and a process around those core values because you believe they're so essential to your business. So start recognizing that becomes an important step Followed by, okay, how do we make those things actionable? How do we start to put the right systems and processes in place by which we can hold one another accountable? Mm.
0: Yeah, and the the systems and processes, that's what it it really comes down to. Because again, I think, I mean, there are people that I think need some education and they need to learn a little bit and open, you know, expand the aperture of their understanding. No doubt that that needs to happen. Discussions, trainings, those things need to happen. But I think most people are, are recognizing, you know, that they want a positive, healthy organizational culture. They understand the value of, of include an inclusive work environment. You know, I, I think most people share some of those core values. The problem is, getting past the lip service of it, getting past the performative aspects of it to actual structural, systematic, you know, policies, practices, and procedures within the organization, that almost never happens. Um, that's like the real hard work of of institutionalizing, you know, all of these values. Um so we can we can espouse great values. And I I'm all for espousing values and I'm all for having aspirational goals. But unless you can start to Create mechanisms to reinforce it. You're never. You're just never going to get past the the aspiration.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, oftentimes, some of my upfront work with my clients begins with an evaluation of, okay, why do you exist? I.e., purpose. Where? What do you think this existence is go- is going to lead you to, or where it's going to take you, or your organization? Um, or your clients, or what have you, okay, vision. Okay, then what have you set out to do to ensure you realize the vision that will help you lean into that purpose? Now, once we clear that up, then we say, okay, what are the behavioral standards and expectations that you believe is essential for your organization to realize purpose, vision, mission? Now, notice I said behavioral standards and expectations. And sometimes an organization has to start from the end in mind, meaning, what have you observed in all of the successes that you've experienced in your organization? What have you observed behaviorally that has led to those successes from an engagement, from an interaction, from a decision-making point of view? Because sometimes starting from the end in mind and working backwards will help you start to identify or, or synthesize thematically, okay, these are, oh, wow, these are the behaviors that have led to our success. Okay. Now let's classify them. And what you may find is there's a disconnect between what you thought were your core values or essential to your business versus Mm -hmm. what's actually leading to your success, right? Speaking to those ideological values, because you think that's what the marketplace wants to hear, you're going to be held to that, right? So having integrity behind those values becomes essential. So let's start with what is actually driving your success. Now, if there are different additional values that you want to lean into to help really optimize or maximize your leadership culture, then we can talk about those things, but let's start from the success successes you've already experienced. Similarly, what are the behaviors you've observed that are unbecoming to your ability to realize the purpose or the vision or the mission you have for your organization? Let's talk about those as well. So once we, sometimes working backwards, is it helps in starting to get the right language. Now, once we get some clarity around that, then it's okay. What does it actually mean to show up that way in the organization? What are the examples that are indicative of your embodiment or your leader's embodiment of those core values? Let's be really clear because the more prescriptive we are, the more we can now look at points of integration and your other standards within the business from your job descriptions all the way to your interview protocols and, and the line of questioning you have around the validation of their capacity to exhibit those behaviors that tie to your values, all the way down to your performance reviews. All of these become systematic integration points where you can say my core values matter to the extent that I've ingrained them into how I measure not only my organization's success, but your success and your capacity. Regardless of your technical aptitude, There's a there's a measure of, the embodiment of these values as essential to our business's success.
0: And again, it, it's it's just recognizing that we have to fundamentally take a good long hard look at, uh, at what those values are and if they align. Um, and I think we all kind of have the assumption that they do. And and to your point, if you really take that long hard look, you start to notice that they don't like th- there's just misalignment and there's all sorts of energy and activities and resources that are going towards things that don't fit with your core purpose or your mission or or your foundational values at all um which means you either need to pivot and redirect or you need to like actually shift what your core values are so they're in better alignment um or maybe a combination right and so all of that, I, I think, is ver- really well stated and, and just so essential as we as we try to run effective teams. Uh, culture will happen. Um, reg- you know, if if we're not intentional about it, it will just organically emerge. Anytime you get more than a couple people together, a culture will start to develop. And so, even the smallest founding team will have a culture develop. And if you're not really intentional about what you want that to be and the core values driving that culture it will happen to you instead of you being able to shape what you want and having, you know, that healthy type of culture that most people say that they do want Um, all of a sudden you, you get, you get past the founding team. It's one thing when you're a small little group and, and, and you can just hash things out and have conversations. And now you have a dozen people, two dozen people, 50, a hundred, a thousand plus people. And you can't do that anymore. Like you have to have the systems in place. Otherwise it's just not going to happen. And that's, that's where you get all sorts of, you know, negative unintended consequences that nobody would want for their team or for their organization or for their consumer. um but but they happen, and they happen consistently because we we aren't really purposeful about making sure we're driving the type of culture uh, and the values that feed
1: into that culture. you bet. I mean, if you treat your values just like we my my co-author and I talk about in our book uh, from culture to culture we 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 established this methodology as a framework to enable leaders to actually more operationalize how they approach driving this leadership culture there's seven pillars the first pillar is the value system right because that's essential that's to your point foundation if you treat that those values like a marketing exercise or like window dressing to your business you know um if you treat it like an engagement or an initiative versus a a requirement for how you operate, then it's going to be difficult to really drive ownership and accountability, right? You can't manage what you can't measure. And and, and it's ensuring that that includes measuring how people are actually embodying those core values in a a real and tangible way in the business. And that's more difficult. You know, I challenge organizations when you talk about these core values that you claim, how critical are they to you? Would it be to the extent that you can take your top sales executive who's generating 25% of your revenue for your organization, are you prepared to either have conversations with that individual around their successful or unsuccessful embodiment of those core values, how they need to nurture their development behaviorally around the embodiment of those core values, and the consequences to Failure to do so, right? How, are they that essential to your business that you're willing to have that conversation? Mm. Are they are they that essential that you are willing to take these legacy individuals in your organization who do not represent the future state of where you're trying to take your organization or the workplace culture? Are you willing to have those conversations and say, listen, we've evolved, and your behavior is no longer in alignment. With the core values that we believe are essential to take us, carry us into the future, how important are they to you? And hey, I don't have an ideological view that I force upon my 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 client partners. I just say, listen, just have integrity behind whatever you think is important, right? Because then we can mobilize people. People will 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 rally behind the things that that be that that they connect with. Even from a talent acquisition standpoint, you can start to be more intentional. And that that has uh, subsequent uh, you know implications really on your built from a retention standpoint and 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 productivity standpoint. Hey, I want to vet your alignment on the basis of how we've chosen to engage and interact and make decisions in our business every day. This is why we see individuals who uh, after the fact realize this isn't a fit, right? So I, I really believe that the significant disconnect starts from the top, from the from the senior most leaders, from founder on, on down, uh, in terms of driving ownership and accountability around what these values actually mean to the business. Not what you think the marketplace wants to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Be true. Again, with no ideological dogma behind it, right? Like whatever you feel is important, be true to that. Uh, And be consistent with that. That's what we're looking for. And you know, I have my own opinions about what I think those values should be. But it's not for me to tell you, but you got to, you got to be honest with yourself and with your team and have those conversations and then be committed and 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 have the integrity, to be true to those values. That's what we're talking about, and and uh, that, that's just so important. Uh, you mentioned just one more thing we can touch on really quickly. Um, you would mentioned kind of the IO psych component of all the stuff that you do. I'm wondering how you you find that in your work with with clients, how you find that feeding into the ability to successfully reassess organizational
1: values. You know, we're still talking about human behavior. We're still talking about the dynamics that shape workplace culture right, and and how individuals engage and interact and make decisions. So core values are foundational to those behavioral standards and expectations. They become um, the common language, right? The values we share, the language we use, the behaviors we display, the connections we make. That's as simple as I can define organizational culture. And at the end of the day, when we're bringing people together, and the factors that influence the the the, the um, engagement of those individuals, right? It all still interconnects through an I/O site uh, a lens, right? And, and and understanding the complexities behind that. Now imagine, you know, organizations can't just fire everyone because they have this new set of core values with behavioral standards, right? We have to navigate the complexities of what that looks like. Maybe i never held my organization, or to your point, I have multiple subcultures. I never quite mobilize my organization collectively around a core culture now i'm trying to head that way which is most which are most of my clients right yeah so then it's how do i help them make the organizational shift through the change management lens and through the learning and development lens all the other factors that requires some unpacking because i'm also i'm trying to change human behavior on an individual level and a team based level right and and how they work together how they interact and bringing awareness to their their um, tendencies right and, and and how that drives out the success or, or, or failure so um, there's a significant work you know oh, I don't know if overlaps the right word but there's synergy in, mm-hmm. in, in the work we do in the IO psych realm. Um, as it pertains to that, you know, organizational, from a diagnostic standpoint, from um, from a behavioral change standpoint.
0: Yeah, well said. Well, this has just been a really great conversation. The time has flown. I wish I had like another half hour to talk with you, um, but I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, Dante. Uh, before we wrap things up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Sure. Um, You know, anyone can leverage the, you know, LinkedIn or any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter. Um, If you search Dr. Dante Vaughn, if you search search Lightpoint Advisors, you should be able to find us. Our our website, lightpointadvisors.com. We're currently enhancing that platform. LinkedIn, if you just search Dr. Dante Vaughn or Lightpoint Advisors, you'll be able to find us there. And there's a lot of thought leadership content, you know, uh, blogs and, and, and podcasts, you know, all centered around exactly what we're talking about. Um, and and I would leave your audience with, you know, just some encouragement, you know, as it relates to this conversation and core values and, and how to start to mobilize organization. Ask this, the these key decision makers in your organization, if you're not already one, what's going to be essential for us to continue to thrive as an organization as it relates to how we all engage and interact and make decisions every day and be really, uh, you know, honest and truthful with yourselves around what you believe to be essential. Um, and, and, and from there, you're always going to tie back to that, the common language, you know, that you all share relative to your core values. And, and, and that's where a lot of the work begins. So don't ignore this because I think it's, it's to your point at the start, right. It's essential to all of the human relationships that exist. In our business. So let's start to have those um, deeper conversations.
0: Yeah, I love it. Dante, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. pleasure. I
1: encourage the audience
0: to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Dante and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.